This is the talk of Music City Real Estate. Welcome back to another episode of the Talk of Music City Real Estate. Where we educate and motivate all things real estate. My name is Monty Moore with Realty One Group Music City. Hey, and I'm Carrie Ann with CMG Financial and My Mortgage Team. Every week we'll be posting a new episode chock full of Nashville real estate value. Yes, and you can follow along and subscribe at talkmusiccity.com. Got a question for us? Ask away at questions at talkmusiccity.com. Monty. Carrie Ann. Welcome back. What an amazing class you taught the other day at ROGMC. We're so grateful for that. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's amazing. You know, people don't know this, but years and years ago, probably before you were uh, on the planet, I was a mortgage broker. You were? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at you. A long time ago. And I did it just because I wanted to know how the game was played, because I understand there's a game played in that arena. (laughs) There used to be, for sure. But now it's good to know you're getting it right. And we have an awesome guest with us. We do. I'm so excited. Ojahoman, hey. hey, thank you, TJ, hey, hey, for being hey. in the house. <laughs> thank you guys for having me. Welcome. Yeah. We're Looking forward to, to some awesome here. things. You know, this guy gets things closed when other agents are failing, and we're going to get into that in a few minutes. And first, we're going to talk about our sponsor. But We're so grateful for them. They are Music City Removal. They're the number one junk removal service in Nashville. From residential, commercial, and construction, they're experts in ridding you of junk. Their costs include labor and dumping fees without any hidden or added expenses. So whether you need a full clean-out or just one unremoved, they have you covered. The Music City Removal team knows the importance of respect and trust while in someone else's home. They understand the inconvenience of junk left behind by previous homeowners and tenants and are determined to provide an affordable and customer-focused junk removal service that puts you first. For a free on-site estimate, just go to musiccityremoval.com. That's musiccityremoval.com. Yes, Music City Removal, because clutter ain't cute. Shazam! <laughs> <laughs> but this conversation is going to be really packful. I'm super excited to have Mr. TJ yes, here with uh, us today. TJ, thank you so much for joining us today, because we're, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, get a, I get a different uh, vantage point, you know, being... Um, Pop a bear of, um, say, you know, around 205 agents or whatever, you know, what our uh, two offices have in them. And so I get to see those who are making it happen, those who are wishing it was happening. And, you know, most of them are somewhere in between, you know, um, uh, it is, it's tougher than it used to be. I tell you this, you've only been licensed a short time. I think one of the first things I noticed about you was you, you came into this environment as a, as a teacher, it seemed like. And I thought, man, that's really taking the high road uh, in an industry that you're fairly new with, but you have banking as a banking experience, right? Correct. So before we get into all that, let's, let's hear about who is Mr. TJ and, and uh, what helps you become who you are today? Well, um, depends on who you ask who I am, <laughs> but I'll tell you my version. Um, so I am um, originally from... Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I came up to Nashville uh, several years ago to go to Lipscomb University, graduated from there, and just at that time really liked Nashville. I mean, I told myself, you know, I'm not going back to Chattanooga. I'd rather stay in Nashville and struggle Mm -hmm. than go back to Chattanooga at that time. Uh And so, um, you know, so that's what I did. And, um, you know, ended up uh, getting into banking uh, when I got here. I had a, uh, a leader at the university uh, reached out to him. I said, hey, man, you know, tell me, I, listen, I, I need help with a job. All right. I, I did all this stuff at Lipscomb and you know, I wore out my welcome. And, you know, the real world's here. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing. 
I got a hundred bucks to my name and I'm, you know, ready to start something. So he, he picked up the phone. He called, um, two people. He called the GM at Lexus of Nashville. Okay. And then he called a uh, president at a local bank and, uh, he put in good words for both. Both of them answered his call and, uh, you know, had interviews with both within that week. And, um, you know, if I would have gotten a car sales, I think I would have made a lot more money <laughs> uh, than the banking. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. gosh. Especially, too, because this was not like a, a commission based bank. Sure. So it was just you got a flat salary. You were an entry level banker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you, you were going to make it work how you needed to make it work. But what a, what a great background though for what you're doing Absol- now. Well, and it's crazy. So my late grandfather, who, you know, was a mentor uh, of mine, he, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, well, Bishop, you know, that's why I called him. He, I called him Bishop. And I said, Bishop, I got two options here. And I've got, you know, this this car sales and, and this and this bank job. And he he's like, you know, knowing what he knew growing up in the time he grew up, mm-hmm. he understood how valuable understanding banking was. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, yeah, you, you young gun, you don't need to focus on just that, <laughs> that sales only stuff just yet. You need to wait a little bit on that. Go and take that job. Make sure you got your steady paycheck. You get your bills paid. Then you can look at some <laughs> other stuff later. So I took I, I took that $35,000 job sure. and, um, and learned in abundance. I ended up leaving that bank, went to a much bigger regional bank, moved up into leadership in that bank, and then eventually transitioned into – uh, property management and uh, real estate mm-hmm. uh, after that and moved up in a leadership and a position there. And so, so you came to us from a, from the springboard of not only banking, but property management, property management, yeah, what a great background for real yep. estate mm-hmm. and uh, real estate investing and doing analytics and uh, managing Airbnbs and working with investors. And, and then also I got licensed while I was at that firm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, uh, you know, ultimately kind of things lined up for me to just say, you know what, I think it's good for me to take the leap into real estate and as a realtor. And I saw so many opportunities to be a realtor as well. There were so many different ways you could utilize yeah. that oper- you know, that, that mm-hmm. license. A lot of paths. And so I really saw kind of just that open canvas mm-hmm. and said, let's go for it. And so that's what I do. I've got a beautiful wife who's in here with me today, hanging out with me. Yeah. She is amazing. Uh, she is amazing. Two, uh, two babies. Effie and Malachi, and um, under three, both under three. Man, let's Fun. hear it from mom. Yeah, back to back, <laughs> back to yes. back. So we're 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 doing, but it's fun though. They're fun. I both love fun. it. So when did you make the move um, into full time real estate? So that was full time was last June. Okay, so, so about been a little over a year, solid year. Yep. So um, COVID hit. Yep. Things were happening. You're like, I'm jumping in. This was in the middle code. I mean, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, things that align with the last company. And I think it's like, you know, I think it'd be time to stretch myself. And, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, I told Shan, uh, my wife, I said, you know, listen, I'm in the middle of a pandemic with a baby on the way. And, and and about to go work for myself. This is I, re- I remember us, you know, sitting down the first time, and I'm thinking, I'm feeling a little nervous for this man. But you know. <laughs> Only because of the surroundings, not because of the skill level or so forth. So, but, but the, here's the good thing, though. The good thing is I'm also a certified <laughs> financial coach. Right. So big on um, financial stability, financial health, mm-hmm. um, wealth building, that kind of thing. And I think one thing that helped me was we had all of our, 
debt paid off except our mortgage mm -hmm. before that transition. Mm -hmm. And then we had a good amount of savings. So, yeah, yeah I love that. So, so I love what he's talking about is right. positioning yourself for success. You know, some mm -hmm. people right. jump in not having it kind of all organized, you know, when it comes to their finances. So it is important, you know, even to this day, I'm always thinking, what if the world comes to an end, you know, in our industry, you got to be prepared, right? right. You got to make sure you have um, the ability to continue to grow. So OA doesn't hit you and I like if it happens again, you know, to, to, like it did to so many at the like time. Like Wait, yeah. I'm right. wasn't bring, <laughs> was, <laughs> pointing at me. I was <laughs> swear. But you know, history repeats itself, so we have to be prepared, right? Even in this, in, even in this mm -hmm. industry. Um, so you jumped in on in June, and so was it an automatic? Uh, last year, you know, it's a different year this year with low inventory. So many people were excited to to sell even though we were all trapped in our houses there was a lot of motion going on there was you a lot know? of, motion, a lot of, lot of yep. things going mm -hmm. on um, so was it just right out of the gate success? Did you have a plan, a system? Did you write a business plan? What, what was your... Uh, let me tell you from plan? my observation I'm sorry for jumping yeah. in there but I, was, I saw a man start making investments in his future Okay. You started you started investing in the right things to promote you, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I definitely wanted to go into it with a, and I'm a I'm a my, I'm a business mindset guy. Anyway. Okay. Anything I touch, I mean, I'm a, what, what does it make sense? What are the numbers? I'm I'm like that, mm -hmm. and so I think that was kind of the the first thing was saying, you know, first off, expect a drought. And I expected it. I'm like, hey, TJ, we might not do anything for three to six months. And I think for about 90 days, I was really just focusing on building momentum. Mm -hmm. I was focusing. I took a marketing academy. Um, uh, I was focused. That taught me social media and some other things. And then um, there was, I was some. I was impressed by your calmness, okay? So <laughs> things must have been doing well at home because I, I'd, you know, I was impressed by a guy who was, okay, I got kids a kid and went on the way and i don't know what I, I wasn't i didn't know if mama worked or not at the time but i know this right. guy was keeping his cool right and his confidence and that's what always impressed me is your level of confidence well yeah and and i think yeah i think we knew that you know my wife and i talked about it she's you know super supportive you know and for her it's like hey if the numbers make sense and you and you believe in it i know you don't just do stupid stuff if you can avoid it. Uh, I try to do most times. <laughs> and so, you know, it, you know, if you feel good about it, you know, I'm fine with it. And, right. you know, she's in healthcare. She's a licensed nurse and got her master's in nursing. And so, you know, she's able to kind of be like, you know, I'll do what I need to do and just keep it going. Um, she didn't do anything extra or go above and beyond. But I said, while you're doing that, we kind of slingshot each other. We've had this a couple of times in our marriage. But, you know, it's like, hey, well, while you're, you know, while you're doing this, TJ, I'm good. We'll just keep maintaining, and we've got the yeah. we've got the bill structures and all that stuff organized. And so, ultimately, I 90 days was quiet. I was prospecting. I was learning. I was doing research. I was having conversations, networking. And then uh, October of last year just picked up, and then December was just boom, and then it's just been consistent ever since. I love since. that. So, so, Monty was talking about how you invested – in things so yeah. really what i'm hearing is you invested in yourself your growth training 
Right. And I also, Glasses. too, yeah, I set up business accounts. I put money into business accounts. I'm like, okay. let's have marketing money. Let's have operation money. My, I don't want a phone call from Monty saying, where are your office dues? Okay. That's, right. that's you know, stuff like that. You just don't want to, if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, the, the state has licenses you got to do. You got to pay for your education. Their real tracks has a monthly fee, which is fun. So you've got all of these things coming in the game. And I'm like, you know, I set, a, I set enough aside. I'm like, okay, this will get me through the rest of this year which was June. So I'm like, this will cover uh, all those expenses for six months. And then what I'll do is everything I make, uh, I will reinvest 20% back into the business from every commission check. Love that. I hope hope everybody's paying attention to that. That's Mm -hmm. really a key to this is sometimes folks get their commission and spend it all and expect the business to pay for itself mm-hmm. on right. its own without reinvesting part of that. At least 10%, 20% even better, but uh, that's right. a great that's a great point. Yeah, I mean 10% in operating accounts and 10% in the marketing accounts, every check faithfully. And that that strategy has and then I do a certain amount for taxes. That strategy has kept me, I mean it's allowed that initial think $4,000 investment I put in to really 10x. I mean, it, so that that's helped me. So now when I'm ready to do bigger investing like Google marketing or Facebook ads or, you know, buy, you know, Realty One gear or, you know, buy closing gifts for clients, things like that, that it's just, it's already preset. You already have already it. There. Yep. Yeah. yeah you know, we preset. talk a lot about on this, on this podcast about, you know, in real estate or even in lending, any business that you do, um, you have to truly be the CEO of your own business, right? right? So what right. I love, and I'm getting super excited about it because you really, you know, embrace that from day one, right. as in you're like, I'm the business owner. This is my business. Right. You know, it's TJ with a side of real estate, right? right. I'm selling this. <laughs> and so, you know, and that's how I look at it. You know, it's carrying in with a side of mortgage, right? Like you're running a business. No one's going to help you do it. Right. right? I mean, you are, right. you're now self-employed, right? Yep. And so I love that approach. So, so important. Um, right. really kind of being organized, you know, and, and we talk about some of the people in sales wing it, we're, some of us are not as organized, you know, but right. you have to force yourself to say, okay, clearly I need to market myself. Clearly some, nothing ever is for free, right? It's going right. to cost money. And then you hope and you put all your eggs in that one basket that that one closing is going to happen. And then all of a sudden, by the time you paid all your bills, there's nothing left to elevate yeah. you or, you know, push you off to the, to the next level. So great job on, on the organizational piece there. So Thank you. what do you think that when you talked about um, things started really taking off in December, and the pace is maintained is there something that you would really hold your hat on that the consistency that you've you've done is that a, a certain marketing that you find um i know you spoke about being a teacher well, i know education. one thing is he's been consistent on on uh, on um what um what are you trying to say there linkedin about? linkedin okay. i lost it <laughs> <laughs> linkedin he's it been educating like regularly on, three on, yeah. on li- <laughs> yeah, linkedin LinkedIn. Okay. So LinkedIn, social media in general, but also I've, I've learned that you have to be, you have to be visible. Somebody has to see you, they have to hear you. And then before you know, and so every time I closed a transaction, it was an opportunity to leverage that information yeah, I love that. to a new group or something like mm-hmm. that. And it mm-hmm. was experience every time I kept doing it. And I had, I'd done some deals before I went full time, mm-hmm. but you know, really kind of focusing. And I saw there was some deals that had more complexity. There was some things that, so, you know, nonetheless, that's what I, and also just offering value. Like you talked about, mm-hmm. you know, what, you know, giving folks information, giving folks, and I'm coming from, 
a generation right now that is struggling with kind of a lot of epidemics around um, student loan debt, around uh, credit deficiency, around um, just career navigation and trying to progress with their income. Mm -hmm. You're having all of these dynamics that uh, comes to the assessment where a lot of folks just feel like, oh, house, house buying thing is not that, that's going to be yeah. years later, down the road. Later, yeah, right. Until, you know, I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Let's get, instead of all this uh, hearsay, mm-hmm. let's just get the actual facts. Okay. Here's the facts. Here's A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Here's some of the alternatives. Here's what you need to do before you can get to the bank. Bop, bop, bop. Tell me your info. What's your debt? Tell me how much you got saved. Okay, what's your credit? What's on the credit? Okay, i tell you what. You got a little bit of work to do. About six months, you should be good. Really? Six months? I'm like, absolutely. If you do X, Y, Z, if you six do, months, right. I guarantee you, mm-hmm. you'd be fine. Well, I was thinking years. And I said, no, no, it's not. You give yourself a little time. Some folks are, I'll come sit down. Tell me this. Tell me that. Tell me this. Oh, you're good tomorrow. What are you, yeah. What are you waiting on? And it's just, they just need somebody to say, I didn't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, and permission and so, to move forward exactly. usually, right? Exactly. So, so you're sitting, I hear, I hear you're sitting down with them. Mm-hmm. So how do you get them to A, see you, hear you? Right. Right. And then have the ability to come sit down with you. Well, um, I think the first thing is that seeing the evidence that somebody they know. Okay. That Word grew up with them, that lived the same kind of situation as them that had the same experiences as them did it with me. Okay. And that, you know, jogs some memories like, well, wait a minute, you just did it. And then wait a minute, I got it. Mm-hmm. So I, let me figure out what's going on. So you can, a lot of times, um, they might, you know, see the word of mouth. Uh, they might, um, you know, hear something that I'm teaching on or, you know, just a quick tidbit, helpful hint. And where is that? Where is that tidbit? So that might be on my Facebook page. Okay. That could be on Instagram posts. That could be on Zoom. I've done some Zoom calls uh, where we've hosted like some webinars. Okay, great. Um, And it might be an in-person event. So it just depends. Um, but, you know, all in, and sometimes it's just phone calls. Sometimes I have one, you know, people say, hey, I saw your post in a Facebook group. And, you know, yeah. I, I post, I got a digital copy of my business card and I'll post my business card a lot in different groups and just relevant to the conversation. Sure, sure. And somebody might reach out and say, hey, I saw you did this or your name came up in this. I was wondering if I could talk with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big thing, and I understand when people actually have the confidence to reach out to you and say, hey, I just want to see if you could have a conversation with me. I really don't take that lightly because a lot of people are intimidated. You also have other folks that might be in the industry that are like, I don't have time for you. I don't have time for your situation call my assistant called and you know there might I'm sure there'll be a situation soon where I'll say hey reach out to my assistant but there's still a your partner there's a welcoming yeah your partner yeah it's it's never never downgrade never never bring them right over and then they'll stay right there exactly so so if you if you say you know hey you know let's connect or 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 you give them that reception when they reach out to you Mm -hmm. that speaks a lot to people and they feel that warmth from day Mm -hmm. one so you can know they say you know facts sell no facts tell stories sell right and so Mm -hmm. what I'm hearing you say is you share possibly the story of the previous customer right of how you were able to help them from point a to point B right. or their situation. Right. Who knew, right? Are you, you know, are you in the same situation or do you know somebody else, you know, in that same situation? Because right. you and I can just give facts, 
right all the time and you need this and this is how it is and it doesn't really relate but then when you start to bring that to life and you share how you're able to help somebody with student loans and here and there right and now with the new guideline changes with student loans you know it's opening up the doors for so many more families you know and getting them excited about the opportunities i hear you say is is one that's really excited so talk about consistency do you wing it on your LinkedIn, social media, you know, the, the Zooms, et cetera, or is there a consistent um, marketing plan? You know, you do this on Mondays, you do this on Tuesdays. Is there a plan? Yeah. So, you know, the one big thing is that, you know, Realty One Group, you know, got us this great partnership where um, back at you media, we can employ them uh, as a digital marketing services to where they do a lot of content generation posts for us. Uh, And then I think you want to set aside, you know, so many times a week where, you know, either there's a story that's popping up, either there's, you know, some kind of, you know, home of the week or, you know, there's something, you know, I want to make X amount of touches. But then even that, what's happening is that as I'm staying pre- and then also to just doing relatable life I think people get right. annoyed if you're just all you one know, hey mm-hmm. every time this guy's posts his business you no, know no, people see, see my, the babies regularly yeah exactly yeah. and and you know I think that helps make you relatable makes mm-hmm. you approachable mm-hmm. so doing kind of having that consistency mindset of saying you know making sure I'm visible today mm-hmm. but then also there's another side of it that when people reach out to you um, that we remember them, we mm-hmm. document that conversation, mm-hmm. we make those notes, mm-hmm. and then we go back and make sure we're following up with those. Pe- that's mm-hmm. where you find your because most people are not going to, they're not going to chase something that's already intimidating them, mm-hmm. and so oh, a lot sure. of times, you know, you can come yeah, back. They're not going to chase something that's already intimidating. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Important. So yeah. you, I mean, what you do, even on the seller side. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've got some sellers. It's like oh, I'm I'm too old to be doing this. I I don't right. I don't know if I'm gonna find something else. You still got the mindset on both sides, and what will happen is that you know I follow up, encourage them. Hey, just checking in. Did you did you have any questions about what we talked about last? Um, or you know how do you feel about that now? Or what's kind of changed that situation? I know you told me something was going on with the family, and that way you're kind of walking with them mm-hmm. uh, to where each kind of little adjustment or situation that comes up or doubt that pops up you're mm-hmm. able to be prepared to help support them in that, Love that. and as that kind of continues to happen they build momentum they build encouragement and before you know it you help them cross the finish line so it's after we kind of do that presence there i mean i've got presence now but you know Past you got presents, big, big guy. Yeah, you got presents. <laughs> You're like, right. I'm gonna make sure they see me. I'm like, right, they're gonna see right, him. right. You got so, a present. There you go. Exactly. And so, um, even now, I just did the uh, did the um, the OMG National mm-hmm. partnership mm-hmm. with the Google mm-hmm. Billboard thing, Google screened. And so, you know, after you're being seen, now you have to be really good at your follow up sure, and right. your nurturing. Yeah. So and that, you got to be good at your craft automatically. Too, so, right? so not, that's not important. long ago, I shared on a, a Monday morning huddle call. Some wisdom from TJ, which, again, I was very impressed with uh, because some of the agents have shared with me that they've used some of the TJ's wisdom. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. For one, one thing, you know, and you, you can talk about it, you know, the thing like don't show those hot properties to that first-time buyer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't, don't let them decide what you're going to go out and look at. Yeah. You know, this, this was pure wisdom, brother, for, yeah. uh, for a guy who's only been in business a short time. So, well, so here's the thing, too, and – one thing I realize is to me, I have really taken on kind of the, the mission and the ministry of being a realtor. And when I say that, it's because I understand that I will work with people that will never be able to get in a home unless we had an interaction. 
Mm-hmm. They, you know, and gives me goosebumps. There so will good. be some, so and that, good. that's the reality because the reality is that a realtor will stand in the way, literally, from a buyer's or a seller's mindset. Mm-hmm. And if you have the wrong positioning or you're saying mm-hmm. the wrong things, right. you may completely shut down mm-hmm. a buyer's belief system mm-hmm. that they've got the opportunity to own a home. Mm-hmm. Because, well, well, I, you're not going to find anything. Well, you got to overpay. Well, you got to do this, that, and the other. And just depend. But if you tell them, okay, listen, your situa- I've heard your situation before. I've gotten it done. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what we got to do. Mm-hmm. And that subtlety of difference of saying, Wow. Okay. He just helped shift in my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still help them feel confident. And so I have been able to, I'm a student of, you know, the game and, you know, this market is, is really, really wild, mm-hmm. really wild. Nashville, I think traditionally over the last 20 years has had a, uh, home appreciation rate of about like seven, eight percent. And the last year, uh, in 2020, I think it was GNR reported it was about 10%. Mm-hmm. Currently, it's like 21 to 25%. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and we understand that that's a scarcity. COVID shifted a lot of things. Interest mm-hmm. rates are low, so it's driving out a lot of buyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a lot of people from the West Coast trying to shelter their taxes a little better. Tennessee's a sexy place to do that. Mm-hmm. So you've kind of got a lot more activity than normal. And but what's happening is, well, what does that do to first time home buyer who maybe has eight, nine, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars saved at the most? Mm-hmm. OK, uh, that also might only can go FHA mm-hmm. because the, the approval guidelines changed as well. Conventional, mm-hmm. even if you get approved for conventional, if you're not approved with the right credit score, that PMI will take you out. Mm-hmm. So it may make more sense. Lender may say, hey, it's going to make more sense for yeah, you FHA, yeah, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. So. Ultimately, how do you help those buyers? Because all they're hearing about is everything's jacked up. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can do it. I can't find anything I want. Well, again, let's go to the numbers. Move away from the hysteria. The numbers say that only about 47 to 50% of homes in the market are under contract within the first two weeks. There's a whole nother market that are kind of what I call hidden gems. Mm -hmm. Maybe they didn't get the same attraction. Maybe they were sleeper houses, Mm -hmm. whatever. Okay. And maybe they got snatched up and then the buyer didn't didn't qualify. Came back on the market. Mm -hmm. So those are all over the place. And so there's a couple of strategies I use to help buyers find those. I, I just tell you, I haven't had a buyer yet, even on some of my high value buyers. Um, and I work with a lot of buyers. I work with sellers, but I work with a lot of buyers because those are sometimes the ones that are a lot more work. <laughs> and so, but I also understand they, they're the ones that really need the help and mm-hmm. the support. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even my high value buyers, um, I have not in the last 12 months done, uh, w- closed a bidding situation where we paid, you know, double digit overprice and all that stuff that hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hadn't, I hadn't waived inspection with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to stick to those terms that help protect. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I'm able to do that is to find the coolness of the market. And the way that we do that is there's a few strategies. The first thing is I think is being able to find deals from different sources. So, you know, a couple of things I've told, you know, agents, I say, Hey, one thing you can do is you can network with property management companies, property management companies will have investors that, you know, five to 10% a year that want to liquidate their portfolio. Mm-hmm. So what if you, you know, connected with four or five property managers and say, Hey, listen, I just want to let you know, I've got, you know, five to 10 buyers at any given time. Mm-hmm. 
Anytime you got somebody that wants to liquidate something, can you call me first? I can do a deal off market, clean, smooth. We'll give you at market price. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll get it done. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I can't do it, I'll tell you, but please give me a call and I'll make it simple for everybody. Opportunity, yeah. Yep. Love it. Uh, you mm -hmm. might find for sale by owners. Um, and a lot of times there's stuff, you know, for, FISBOs don't do nearly the same amount of marketing that we do when right. we list a home. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times their homes sit a lot longer. You might mm -hmm. find those. Uh, I have also really learned how to dig into MLS. I mean, you can look on MLS and, you know, one easy search that you can do is you can search things that are, uh, that have been on market five to seven days or more minimum. Mm -hmm. um, most of the things that are gone is the stuff that's at zero. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I'm only looking at the stuff that just hit the market, I'm, I'm missing out mm -hmm. uh, because that's what everybody's looking at. Right. Well, and at that point, the seller's got imagined, you know, uh, dreams of imagined equity sometimes. Right. As well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so when we get to that five to seven day mark in this kind of market for a lot of sellers, mm -hmm. they're kind of Oh, all right. It's sitting a little long. Exactly. Right. Um, but then, not. but then also that also means that there's not 10 people out the door for it either. Mm -hmm. Once, mm -hmm. once we're on the market for a week or two weeks or whatever. That's gold, man. That's really gold. I take those buyers. I tell those buyers. And a lot of times too, another thing too, that I really help, but, and, and I'd encourage, I think this is probably, this probably takes a lot of people out, but I would encourage, you know, agents to encourage your buyers to trust you to just say, Hey, listen, can I show you this house? Because, um, Clients will sometimes tend to not have the vision of what they're seeing online. Mm -hmm. And if it's bad photos, dimly lit, uh, something doesn't look right, it was a rainy day, you know, it, the house looks like crap. Mm -hmm. But if you know how to have the right kind of eye and you're looking at it like, that actually looks pretty decent. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty decent. Let's go look at that. And I've done it where plenty of times I tell clients, if they let me do it, I'll tell clients, listen, what's your criteria? What do you like? What's your bedroom count? What do you need? Single family? You want townhome? This, that, and the other. And, you know, they'll say, here's my criteria. Okay. Let me set up a showing day. Some people get, well, what, what if something pops up on the market? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because all we're going to do is just chase our tails. Mm -hmm. Let's, I'm going to set up one showing day. There's always, there's going to be something available. Mm -hmm. And I'll find six homes that I'll line up for them. And we'll see in one day, five or six homes. Mm -hmm. I don't do one or two homes a day is, is a waste of time for me. Let's get it mm -hmm. in if we're going to be out. Mm -hmm. And we'll go and see five, six, seven homes. And I'll hit it with them. We can knock that out in probably three or four hours. Mm -hmm. And I'll give them options. And each one of those options, hey, there's no bidding on this. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's no offers on this. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at, why is there no offers? Some, some of my clients get scared. Mm -hmm. Why are there no offers on this? Mm -hmm. This looks good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. That's all. And um, so what you're able to do is then negotiate. And now you got a seller that's like, listen, I'm gonna be fair for you. I don't, I don't, I don't screw sellers. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna pay you a fair price. We, we've got it. We've ran the numbers. We're okay, mm -hmm. but we make it good for both parties. And so you might write up an offer that you know, say, hey, let's. I don't really care much about purchase price because when you move purchase price, you know, this by five thousand dollars, it means nothing on the payment. Mm -hmm. So I'm less concerned about that. But what I will help you out with is closing costs. Mm -hmm. And so I might get. I've gotten my buyers. I can't tell you. I mean. Three thousand, five thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars, nine thousand dollars in closing costs, mm -hmm. um, and then we get into the inspection period. I'm able to get a little bit more. Sure, um, and so you're able to help. And some some people, well, DJ, those homes are. I mean, are those are those crap homes? I'm like, no, they're not crap homes. I mean, are you kidding me? Um, and 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 what you tell them is what happens is I, I tell the client, look at it two ways. We got two options here. 
First option is we go out the traditional way like everybody's doing. We go bid on homes, $25,000 over asking price, remove, buy it sold as is, right. and remove contingencies. Mm-hmm. And you can pay that additional $25,000 over what you got to pay to the bank to close. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or we can go find a house where I get you the closing costs, and there's three dollars to $5,000 of cosmetics slash repairs. Mm-hmm. And you can knock that out and have a great home that you want for five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then we can sell it. We're in the market. We didn't overpay for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can smart. sell it and, and, That's and capitalize. Smart. That's smart. And it's just like, well, it's cost comparison. Which mm-hmm. math makes more sense? And mm-hmm. most of the time, it is really small, minor stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody wants granite countertops. Everybody wants hardwood floors. And everybody wants to be in East Nashville. Uh, so, you know, if that's all you're looking for, it's always going to be 20 people lined up out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so I help people decide about actual distance. They might hear a part of town or a county. And they're like, that's super far. I'm like, run the miles. Run mm-hmm. the miles on Google. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 16 miles. Yeah, I'm like, same distance that you go to work. Mm-hmm. It's no, it's no, di- it's a, yeah, it's a, well, let's drive out there. Let's see how it looks. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's drive. And they drive out. Oh, I like this community. Oh, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You, you help. They would never have gone there before exactly. because they would have thought this or They're that. They're prejudging it. Before. That is called helping clients navigate the market. Love mm-hmm. that. You show them things that they, if all they, if all they do is hire you and you just do exactly what they say, you have no value. Mm-hmm. Now, you are you no pre-showing Amen, them? Are you looking at them yourself prior to? or are you like a lot of times I, I can look at no no I mean a lot of times we go in together but I'm okay. looking at the specs I'm looking at, the, looking at the, the, the the private notes I'm see. looking at the square you. footage of the bedroom just not the picture yeah we can see if it makes yeah, sense that makes yeah. sense yeah. yeah and again you're right I mean I don't have a vision my mom back in the day would always just try it on Kieran just try it on you'll look it'll look great if you just try it I'm like that is ugly right and then you try it on <laughs> you're like oh my gosh this is right. nice right type of thing same exactly. concept exactly. so I think you're on to something there you know I mean and we're taught to do what everybody else does right. you really stand out and you make a huge difference when you go left when they're going right right, right. you really make make a difference you know right. in the lending world you know if they're selling an apple you sell an orange right you right. do something completely completely different so when you set up your showings do you is there any strategy on that as in so i've learned from some other people that you're working on a wow right like you're working on building something up or is it just a lottery like it happens to be that this one's near that one so you go there or are you building so, up so yeah you know? we so first we're very selective with the research and the properties we pull out mm-hmm. you know and so once we determine like this is a good list sure and and i can and all these are obtainable then we'll map it out based on kind of the um the route okay and what we do is we don't make decisions on any of them. We go, we look at them, we see what we want, we take photos, we do a little walkthrough mm-hmm. video, and we look at the key systems. We take a look at the foundation, the roof, the HVAC system, the water heater. Um, Smart, you know, all of it. And, and so if the key systems are good, it's potential. Carpet and floors are cheap. Okay, paint is cheap. Uh, appliances are cheap. All that stuff is cheap. You know, we if we get if we can avoid repairing twenty five thousand dollars systems, then we're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we look at that, we make our notes, and at the end of each showing, I ask, "What did you like? What did you not like?" They'll give me the pros and cons. Cool. Let's head to the next one, and we'll do that all the way through the day. And then when we come to the end, by by the end of the day, there's one or two of those houses out of those six or seven I just showed that they really liked. Okay. And I can know when they really liked yeah, one. Yeah, you can see it in their face out. probably. Yeah. Absolutely. And so by the time we walk out, and you know, we get to the end of the day, I say, all right, listen. So we saw several. Uh, tell me. Which ones to if you had to rank your top three or four? Mm-hmm. What's your top? That one over there by the by the river, and then that one, and then that one. I said, okay, good. So, oh, and what do you think? I said, well, tell me. I mean, if you like that first one, mm-hmm. if that's number one, we're gonna go for it. 
let's let's see if we can win it. I think mm-hmm. I can win it. Mm-hmm. And also too, I'm big about connecting with an agent before we send send an offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up the phone, That's call critical. them. What's That's your te- hey? What's the temperature on the house? You got offers lined up? Is there what, what's your seller thing? I mean, is there any issues mm-hmm. that you know need thing I need to be worried about? And when we already have that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, then it helps like, you know, form the relationship throughout. Huge. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, I'll say, well, listen, I got a buyer, very interested. I'm going to see you an offer by the end of the night. And, you know, the sellers are like, oh, excellent. Awesome. That's yeah. great. And so they look for my offer. We send it in and, uh, and then they say, Hey, and I send in strong offers that I think make sense for the buyer, but then also are favorable for the seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't come in $20,000 low. I don't do that kind of stuff. But, you know, it makes sense for both people. So, And I want to send something that makes sense once mm-hmm. because I don't want to back a bunch of yeah. big Time. negotiations. Time is money. Yep. Yeah, for so sure. at that point, when we, you know, say, hey, it's a strong offer, um, considering it's been on the market 12 days, what do you think? And most sellers are like, yeah, man, let me get my $150,000 check and let's just do this deal. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're thinking. At that point, we got a buyer in the contract, happy. We're going to work with the lender. We're going to make sure, you know, we go through the inspection report and talk them through that and help them with that process. Uh, and then we get them to the finish line. Love that. So do you have, I mean, each person that we talk to is a little bit different. So do you yeah. have a strategy on you know, the clientele that, you know, you are looking for the price point of homes that you, you know, want to sell type of thing, or are you loving on everybody and anybody that, you know, works or wants? Man, yeah. I mean, I've sold everything from, I don't know, I think down to 165 to, you know, the high, high price points. And so ideally, I mean, yeah, for, from a business model, I kind of project, you know, ideally we want to start with 275, 300. That's ideal. Mm -hmm. But, um, the reality is, is that's not always the case. I had a, uh, I had a, a person recently that called me. I know this, I mean, we knew each other from back in college and she said, you know, Hey, your name's been coming up to me a couple of times. I'm working with the realtor now, but it just seems like they don't want to help me. Sure, you're right. And I'm just like, all right. I say, well, what's your budget? I got a hundred, hundred seventy k, and I'm like, okay. Well, I said we can probably do it. You got to, I got to figure out where I can get you in my schedule, but I'm gonna get you. And now, when we got to set the mind frame about what we're looking for mm-hmm. because I researched MLS so much. There are homes out there like that. I mean, that are in that price range, just not a ton, but they're sure. out there. And if you know which counties to go. And so, um, you know, I just tell them, listen, set your expectation. Here's the bedroom count. We probably need to consider this. We need to consider this, but you know, if you're and sh- that last client was very flexible. And so, because if I got a flexible client, that's trusting my strategy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they make the decision. I don't mm-hmm. make the decision. Sure. Stuff. But, you know, if they feel good about it and, and, you know, we've done all our due diligence, then, you know, we can still get it done. But, you know, I, th- the reality is that, like I say, there are some folks that will stand in between. And here's the thing, too. Here's the thing you, you also got to be careful about. So if you got a lot of clients that are stuck on one kind of house in a bidding market with no bidding money mm-hmm. and they're trying to you know, drive it up through the loan approval and all this other stuff. The problem is, is that when you start losing a lot, number one, emotionally, mm-hmm. you know what that mm-hmm. does to you. Mm-hmm. It starts killing you. Mm-hmm. But then, so then you want to take a, you want to take a three week break mm-hmm. and then you want to take a, a month break and then you want to, and then you go back out and you just keep trying. And then you come to the assessment because nobody's helped you navigate the market you can't buy in this market. Yeah, you're just gonna yeah. I'm going to rent another year. Right, right. Well, here's exactly. the buyer fatigue. Is yeah. Exactly. So here's the problem with that, though. The inflation rate 
is far superseding the income rate. So if you keep waiting a year to come back each time, mm-hmm. houses are going to get more and more expensive. Mm-hmm. Right, Your fifty thousand right, exactly. dollars salary just only went to fifty five, right. while that three hundred thousand dollars house went to three seventy five. Right. And mm-hmm. what's going to happen is that if you continue to not put yourself in an equity position that you can leverage later, get, mm-hmm. it's the first house. Call it the first house. Mm-hmm. We're getting in yeah. the market. Step one. We're owning yeah. the dirt. Yeah. Know where you are and be mm-hmm. okay with where mm-hmm. you are. But if you get that perspective, what's but what's going to happen is that people that don't embrace that, mm-hmm. they're going to get priced out of the market, and they're going to start their 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 three fifty or three seventy five or four hundred k approval is going to be worth so much less in mm-hmm. five years. Yeah, and their emotion is going to take over, and possibly they're buying more than they want anyways, and financially yep. they're not prepared. Carrie, and yes, Carrie Ann, approved, I, I told you, know. you this young man is sharp. It's so he? good, and the reason why I brought that up, the reason why I brought that up is. Yeah. Um, you know, there are seven rumor has it. There's 17,000 of y'all, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of agents out there. So what makes you stand out to be different, right? If everybody is after the same type, yep. right? And for me, like, yes, work harder, you know, I mean, work smarter, not harder. I right. seem to be working harder all the time, <laughs> but you know, where you're this or that, I just find that if you help one, yep. it leads to two, leads to four, leads to eight type of thing, right? It snowballs. And it Absolutely. seems as if you have the same mindset on that where it's not, you know, people who like you, you uh, finance manufactured homes? Absolutely. I'm the queen of your double wide. You know, uh-huh. I can totally there we do go. that. You know, like it's totally fine. <laughs> right. Because to me, eventually those people lead right to, to another. You right. will never see a marketing platform for me where I'm doing luxury. Right. right. I always say there can only be one diva in the room. Right. <laughs> Anyways, on that type of thing. You know, but you, you kind of work through it. Right. right? And so right. if you're starting out, you, you're okay with strategies because the more families you can touch, right, the more people you can talk to, right. the more opportunities and stories you can then retell right it's going to take you further right exactly i love that exactly. i think that's a huge dj we're gonna have to have you on again we're gonna yeah. wind this up for today but we know what i love your wisdom brother such an early such an early part of your career Thank and the you, wisdom's man. rolling out you know, all I ask for after this is you, you, you start referring to me as Bishop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you know, you started it with a CEO mindset, and That's I know right. you're going to end it that way. So thank you thank again you for joining us, thank TJ. You, TJ. Such a Hope pleasure meeting you, fabulousness, over there. And thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, and we cannot wait to have you come back next week. You've been listening to the talk of Music City Real Estate.